Ultra. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are dealing with Disney's The Little Mermaid one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Dorowski. I'm Kestra Dorowski. And today we are joined by Alice Lauren, podcaster and comedian. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. We're excited to have you uh, to, to work through these minutes with us. Uh, we, we love having guests, so every guest is, is a treat for us, getting different perspectives and experiences and backgrounds with, with the movie. Today, we are discussing Minute 74 of The Little Mermaid, which begins with Ariel talking to Eric. You know, you got to get away from here. Um, they've just been reunited on the surface. And this minute ends with uh, Ariel trying to avoid bits of ship. I mean, the chunks of debris that are floating up in the whirlpool. And during this minute, giant Ursula attacks Eric and Ariel and... She is demonstrating her significant powers to the whole world. It's a it's a pretty grandiose minute. Yeah, these these two minutes that we have Alice on are probably the the most intense of the film. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was like, when I saw these minutes, I'm like, darn it! Like, I really wanted to, you know, like something like romantic, something <laughs> something cute, a musical. Like I'm, a, you know, I, I sing, I, you know, all these. I act. I love musicals. No, I get the intense, scary, <laughs> the, the <Yeah>. nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah, it's it's how it goes. You know, you you can't always get the romantic musical scene. But, right, I mean, it's a, right. It's a very romantic like intro to the minute with you've got to get away from here. No, I won't leave you again. You know, like yeah, that's it's, romance. It's, it's adorable. It's adorable. Yeah, <laughs> and and they're working together to like basically well, actually, save each other i mean like they haven't done anything together well no like together like yeah. separately but together like they're trying to defeat ursula but they're also like one is trying to say like eric's trying to save ariel but also save himself and vice versa like like their intentions are focused on each other yes Got they're a power me. couple but so it's, so it's not like a you know she's not necessarily a damsel in distress like they're they're a power couple i mean and she totally just saved definitely. his life yeah. yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. So, like, there's there's definitely heroism on on both sides. Yes. Um. Yeah. For this. And I've mentioned multiple times now in the last what couple weeks of the podcast, uh, that this scene specifically, Giant Ursula, it goes really quick. And growing yeah. up, I always thought it was like so long and now it's just two minutes of giant ursula oh i thought that was hilarious yeah the one was like and then it ends with her you know sink like in the next minute her you know sinking in, into the ocean and i'm like wait that was it <laughs> that's it that's it's it done. it's kind of crazy how fast this goes at the yeah. beginning of this week we were still on the, the boat, boat at the wedding <laughs> oh and my then God. at the end of this week it's like yep and this the ship and ursula are sinking down it's like it's done? It feels crazy fast. It is. Crazy it's fast. as crazy as the romance was. So. <laughs> this movie is all about getting things done quick. Let's get <laughs> it done fast. Um, I, I feel like in this sequence, you can tell that it's dire circumstances because Ariel's hair actually looks wet. 
You're yeah, wrong. exactly. I was thinking about that too. And then at the end when it like turns blue and I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense. What lighting <laughs> is going to make her hair like yeah. bluish green? I wrote that down too, how there's just like this illuminating light all over her, or, like throughout the whole to the whole minute and yeah. tomorrow's minute. But like, there's moments where you just see the like this blue and she's all blue. It's it's just it's very odd. Yeah, and it's but it, it is all blue. Um, it's not even like graded for the color of her hair or yeah. the color of her skin or anything. It's like everything's just like blue. Yeah, she did some quick manic panic before she <laughs> before she got out. Yeah, but if we get to the beginning of this specific okay. minute. We have Ariel saying, don't, you have to get away from here, Eric. And Eric says, no, I'm not leaving you. As he says that, his lips do not move. Yeah, there's what? definitely, like, it seems like they really cut that in. And it's like, okay, like, they're shaking and they are moving, but his mouth is not moving. No, no. He's yeah. just, like, oh, yeah. swimming and clinging to it, her. It makes me wonder if maybe this is a line that was, like, added after animation or something or or they, they just had to like adjust it or slot it yeah, in or something yeah probably because they don't they didn't make that many mistakes like this throughout this whole film that we at least that we notice and we're mm-hmm. going through it pretty pretty detailed detail. <laughs> yeah um yeah I, I know it's so interesting even like looking at like the animation of just you know both of them speaking and i remember you know when i was when i was little and watching this and thinking gosh it's so like bold colors and it's like to me this animation was beautiful and now i'm like wow this is so rudimentary and i and i hope that they go you know i hope that disney goes back to that kind of stuff i mean you know I'm, we have a lot of com- computer animation they have a lot of you know different mediums now but it was just so interesting to see like how rudimentary it is looking back at it now yeah especially i mean there's moments where you have like the early CG generated elements in here. And it feels kind of disjointed. um, And they get that sort of stuff to be much more fluid by the time they're doing beauty and the beast. And one of those CGI moments of this film, because they only did a little bit throughout this whole film. It's mostly hand drawn animation, Mm -hmm. but one of those CGI moments in this um, moment, in this minute is the ships when Ursula calls the, the, uh, the maelstrom the yeah whirlpool. the maelstrom i just combined the two words Ma- maelstrom <laughs> maelstrom uh, or whirlpool and you see the ships moving around and even andrew uh had mentioned it to me but i had already written it down did you, um, you double checked yes and it's it's one of the notes i had in my big spreadsheet but um that is cgi you can definitely tell as as it's moving in 3d it's just it's a little odd. Yeah. The the way, I mean, the way you can usually tell is the 3D objects yes. occasionally showing up and it the way it moves, you're like, oh, I can tell that it's a single object moving around in three dimensions instead of a, a, an object that's being drawn as it shifts in the view. And I, I feel like the ships is one of the best ones, though. Yeah. Out, it's out of not, all the ones the, we've, we've done. I think the worst one might be the stairs. The stairs is really noticeable, you know, earlier as several a few weeks back. Um, but the ships I think is actually pretty fluid. Yeah, and I, I think part of it is, is the, the lighting because it is so dark and rainy. Like that's the thing that they talk about now is, is they never do CGI in the bright sunlight because it, it's easy to tell that it's fake. 
But when they make it like dark and rainy, it's like, okay, then we can get away with a lot more. And so like, maybe that's why it's happening is it's dark and rainy in this. And so they're getting away with it. But I also think it's like, it's just the best looking one. Um, and, yeah. and it's not a ton of it. Yeah. Um, but they did it so that, you know, it can move around in the whirlpool with the three dimensions really fluidly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say this is the, the best one, even though I can tell it's like, oh, I think that's a 3D object in this traditionally animated world. Um, right. I think this one's really, really good. Right. So Ursula rises from the ocean. This is weird. This is this very is strange. This is her Jafar moment. That was like the first <laughs> thing that I thought. This was Jafar as like the sorcerer and then as he as a genie as all the things in, in Aladdin. That was my first thought was like this is her Jafar from Aladdin moment. It was so it was so crazy. Yeah, she's got all the power and she's like, I'm gonna get big. I'm gonna like the crown gets more it, it, it kind of has like some curves to the, yeah, the so points of the crown. I have a couple things to say specifically about the crown. And okay. one of them I meant to say was it in the previous minute or mm-hmm. earlier um, this week. Earlier this week when Ursula picks up the crown. First when it's mm-hmm. around Polyp Triton, it's like in a circle. Yeah. But when she puts it on her head, she's putting it on more like a tiara than a crown. So it just slides onto her head. And now I'm pretty sure it's just a like tiara kind of shape. I always assumed that her hair was just covering up some of the back of it. Maybe. But like when she puts it on, she just slides it on. Does she? Yeah. Weird. But with this, as it gets giant, when it, when it raises between Ariel and Eric. Yeah. Perfect positioning. Perfect positioning. It's like she's coming between them. Yeah. You can't. It's a metaphor. It's all gold though. And then when it's at the top, there's like, dark brown around the top i assume that it's shadow like i can but see it's it on being... each and every single one of them like the same distance yeah and so if the well if the lighting source is in a specific place then i can i can see the argument for that being shadow but also with the like the way it's curved it's like it also seems like it's maybe transformed as she's grown bigger because it's more like it's got swords, curves like, curve, or like or like or claws. like claws yeah it looks more like claws yeah um before it than than it did before before it seemed like yeah, these are straight points. And now it's like, oh, these are curved points. And the and color's with, different. And with the coloration, it's like, oh, now it looks like evil sinister claws on top of her head. Yeah. Um, so everything never... changes as she gets bigger. Her yeah. voice, as like, even you can it... hear it get deeper and deeper, deep and mm-hmm. deeper as she gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So the same thing happens with her crown, you think? I, I think it could be some sort of transformation thing or just different sets of animators with, uh, you know, they're trying to indicate shadow because the lighting is super weird on her. Like as she rises up, it seems like she's lit from below. Right. And so what lighting? Yeah. I don't know where the lighting <laughs> is coming from at this point. Like the, the lighting is coming from the ocean because it's super cloudy overhead and the sun is totally set. Is it coming from the trident? But then it would be moving around. Yeah. I don't know. She's a weird Disney plush doll, you know, like they would be selling her. (laughs) She's so like, there's nothing to her. And then she kind of like reanimates, I guess, so to speak. It's really (laughs) strange. Um, But yeah, so the shadows and the lighting are a little weird. Mm -hmm. Also, she's like looking straight up towards Ariel and Eric. There's no way she can see them. I paused it at like (laughs) just the right moment. And like her eyelids are mostly open, but she has no eyes. Yeah. It's just completely looking straight up. up. And so you can't see any pupil or, or, um, or eye color or anything. Yeah, It's like, it's weird. (laughs) Yeah. It's really strange. And it's, 
she's like a little bit cross-eyed because she's trying to focus like right into the middle of her forehead. Yeah. And, and, and like above her head without looking up and it's like, I can't, I can only see my eyebrows. I can't see see my eyebrows. I can't see anything else. Yeah. And so it's, it's weird. It's a weird moment. Like her rising from, from the ocean. Yeah. Um, Do you think she was targeting to come right in between them or was she trying to like stab him with the top of the crown and she missed? (laughs) Like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. And she's like trying to aim. <laughs> Try, imagine trying I, to aim with the top, with like a spike on top of your head. As you're growing. Trying to like poke something. I I don't know. I hadn't thought about her possibly trying to stab them. Like it feels more like coincidence and like symbolism. Yeah. I think so. Um, And then they jump. Diving yeah, holding what, hands. What would have happened if they didn't jump? Like. They just stay there. Uh, what, yeah, what, what, right, but I'm just saying, like, what an interest, like, she, what would she do, just shake her head and, you know, fling him off of her? I mean, it's or... just, like, if I was on the top of a sea witch, would I jump into the ocean? I don't but know. But it's also a big dive. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's several, it's several feet. Yeah, um, I'd say probably several impact. stories. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. it's tens, tens of feet. I, you know, I'm talking, like, 30, 40, 50, 60 feet i'm guessing i don't know exactly it's kind of hard to peg down um and then yeah so like why not just stay on top like what's she gonna do like you said shake shake her head like she might do that or she might like try it is she now this is what i'm picturing would she like point the trident at her own head and try to zap them oh she's a little crazy yeah that's what i'm thinking it's like maybe that's the best move so maybe which brings me actually to an alternate ending so i've been mentioning all week alternate ending yeah so there was like an alternate version of this final conflict and i have a couple of of more stuff to say today and tomorrow so one of those let's let's get it all today let's get the whole alternate ending. so alternate ending ursula was not originally going to be in giant form she was just going to be how far back does the alternate ending go the alternate ending goes to obviously just this week so Ariel done, wasn't supposed to get her voice till Ursula died. Okay. Um, mm. So it goes to there. Okay. So back to the ending of last week. Yes. Um, so this okay. is in the canon. This isn't something you made up. This is like, well, actually. Like they were like working storyboarding. on this. Yeah. They had oh, planned okay. this, this other version of it. And I have a reason why they changed it. And I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, so the final battle was going to be different. Ariel wasn't going to get her voice till after Ursula died. Ariel was going to free herself from Ursula's grip when they first dive into the ocean and then get caught. And then she was going to get caught by Flotsam and Jetsam. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Flotsam and Jetsam were going to accidentally get killed like they do. But Ursula was not going to have any kind of remorse or horror um, response towards. towards she she wasn't going to get upset about it. Yes. And then Ursula was not going to become a giant. And Eric was going to kill Ursula with the trident. Oh, by yeah. stabbing her with the trident. How did he get the trident? I don't know. Okay, but he was going to somehow get the trident and stab her. Before he passed out. Okay. So he's going to pass out immediately after. All right. Like, because he was probably doing this underwater. Yeah. So this was all. That was the that plan. That was the plan. And then Jeffrey Katzenberg. I was, you just shrugged like i mean what are you gonna say about it like, i mean like he's he, he's 
Okay, he, he almost, saved this movie, but also almost ruined almost it. Almost ruined it by trying to take <laughs> let them take out part of your world. Yeah, he wanted to get rid of, no. of Ariel's song. Um, so Jeffrey Katzenberg, <laughs> Com- sigh. Compli- complicated relationship <laughs> yes. with him because it's like, almost ruined it, also totally saved it. Yes, because without him, it also wouldn't be here, really. Yeah, it would not have been made. Anyways, he had just seen Die Hard, and he <laughs> oh, was gosh. obsessed with it. <laughs> And he wanted the ending to be more like Die Hard. And so they're like, how do we make it like Die Hard? Oh my gosh. So they added Giant Ursula. And And made it more extreme. Like, let's make this more extreme. (laughs) Yes. What can we do? Yes. Um, We can make her big. And they have to dive. And then there's ships floating around. Exactly. Exactly. That is a weird reason. <laughs> that is a weird reason to do this. Die Hard eighty die. What is it? Die Hard or the Mermaid or something? I don't oh, know. Man, ready for that? That's that is crazy. <laughs> okay, but that kind of explains like why this feels a little more like late eighties, early nineties actiony. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it creates that that tone. And honestly, knowing that it. It, it strikes me as like, yeah, this does actually feel out of place as like a villain finale of a Disney movie. Yeah. It feels a little bit weird. I mean, it's it, like it's a little bit in line with something like Sleeping Beauty, but it's not like a ton in line with something like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Or or Pocahontas. You know, mm-hmm. I guess kind Aladdin, of with Aladdin. Aladdin yeah. is, is pretty similar. Jafar, but... Jafar yeah. getting super powered and, and being a giant snake and all that. So. I guess there's like a certain tone, but they they really like tone down quite a bit, I would say, in the rest of the Disney Renaissance. Like Beauty and the Beast is is a lot more low key about the finale. It's not a big giant monster. Um like Tarzan is you know, really low key. Um I mean some of them are just I guess a little more grounded and a little less magic. I was about yeah. to ask, do, do you think this is like the most horrifying Disney villain death? It's 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 one that we actually see one of the only yeah. ones, if not the it's, only one. It's very direct. It's very explicit. It's pretty brutal, and it's one of the only times when a Disney hero like actively kills their villain. Yeah, like, true. We I have, know. Like we have like, like really directly the evil queen from from our podcast from, season one. Yeah, from um, Snow White. From Snow White struck the by Dwarfs, lightning. She. Well, she falls off a cliff. Well, yeah, the the cliff was struck by lightning. <laughs> um, if you uh, want to get technical, um, and then in our next season, we're going to be covering 101 Dalmatians, and yeah, what the, happens to Cruella? Cruella Deville drives off a cliff. That sounds pretty gruesome. Well, actually, on a cliff, is, lots but of we don't really off, see yeah. her. Right. Yeah, we just see the car. Um, Maleficent. So is, Maleficent is very direct. Like Prince Philip, like throws a sword into her heart. That's yeah. pretty extreme. So this is. In line, in line with, with Sleeping Beauty. Jafar, um, he's just... He's turned into turned a genie. genie so so that, he's not dead. He's not killed. Gast- um, Gaston, Gaston falls. falls. He falls, but it's not. he's not He's not like super pushed. No, yeah. he, he, um, he stabs and then... It he was a quote-unquote accident, yeah. Yeah, and so like this one's very direct in a way that most mm-hmm. of them aren't. Um, Tarzan is indirect. Mother Gothel. 
Mother Gothel is pretty indirect. I mean, Pascal is like pretty malicious there, but um, but she probably would have gone over anyway. I don't know if Pascal really needed to to take action no. Doctor, in that moment. Doctor Facilier, he is He's basically pulled back, pulled into, and so that's not super direct. Like nobody's attacking him. They're and then he his, his face is turned his up magic to magic source. Um, so like usually they, it's more about defeating them than like killing them. But this is a very direct. Like yeah. Eric is aiming the boat. He's like, this one's pointy. I know what to do with it. And But that's so, tomorrow's minute. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so we should back up. So they dive off. They the dive off. And they're holding hands when they dive. Not a great move. But I just yeah. like, you're going to pull your shoulder out. Yeah. I just wanted to point that the long, the highest dive that I saw uh, on the internet is 192 feet. So this is oh, yeah, like reasonable. They're not, they're not 192 feet, but like it's farther it's than I've ever dove. Still really high, especially for like a mermaid who doesn't dive out of water. Not a ton of cliff jumping for mermaids, yeah, you think? I don't think so. <laughs> Probably off, not. off small rocks. Yeah, I mean, but... okay, we have established throughout this film that Ariel has significant upper body strength. So maybe mermaids do enjoy rock climbing and cliff diving. <laughs> okay, but they dive, but they don't go far down under. No, they just like come back up. Barely, like they barely go under. They pop up in two seconds. Yeah. Well, I mean, diving, people don't typically, like when they're diving from a great height, they're not diving to try and get deep like they usually no, come up pretty quick but but like but this quick? seems like they're right at the surface like they they don't really go under mm. didn't bug me it bugged me um and then ursula is is you know controlling the wind and the waves and she's more got lightning yeah she's got more lightning powers which she already had a little bit of lightning powers Somehow. and but she's, you know, setting up a big storm and waves crashing and throwing Eric around. Can the waves toss Eric? I think like that, that one's a pr- that that seems pretty weird. I think he would be dropped like at into the, the at the crest of the wave. Yeah. Like the only way you can launch off of a wave, I think, is if you're like surfing. Yeah. Like the wave isn't going to just like throw debris out in front of it. It's like the water is going to hold it and then smash it, which would have been much worse for him. Probably. Probably. But this one just tosses him in the air. And yeah. So that doesn't seem strange. like totally accurate, but yeah, like Ursula's got control. This trident is like pretty powerful or is she, how much magic did she have? Is she more powerful with the trident than King Triton was? Or well, could Triton so, do this? So in the Broadway version, they're, they're siblings. Yeah. King Triton and Ursula are siblings, brothers and sister. And she used to live in the past and she has this whole song about yeah. the good old days. And we talked about this earlier this week with our other guest. But they, when when King Triton becomes king or when like dear old daddy dies, I think is what the lyric says. Uh-huh. Um, he split up the kingdom and gave uh, King, he gave Triton the trident and gave Ursula a magic shell. Mm-hmm. Which I guess could be the the necklace that uh, broke. That that's got to be yeah. the magic. Yeah, that's the magic necklace. That's the source. Of, I assumed that was kind of the source of her magic power. And so, like, but you would think that, not. but but like having both of them together, you're supposed to like be more powerful. So now that it's broken, broken, so so this has got to be her natural magic. And she like 
she knows a little magic. Like we've got that in the song. This is canon. She's a sea witch. Yeah. Like she fortunately knows a little magic and can do potions. But like she already demonstrated lightning magic during her transformation back into Ursula. So does she have storm magic that Triton doesn't? I assume she's got magic that Triton doesn't have. And she's more powerful than than he is when she's got the Triton and the crown. Because she probably studied some magic. But also like if we go through their family history, they are what the grandson of Poseidon Um, or or children of Poseidon. Children of Poseidon. I can't remember what that. Yeah. They're either one generation or two generations after uh, mm-hmm. Poseidon, a uh, god of the what, water. Of the water, we'll go with the water. <laughs> so they yeah. shouldn't have connection to the lightning necessarily. Um, I think. Oh yeah, because that's kind of a Zeus thing. Yeah. If we're going, if we're going for like, if we're trying to, to <laughs> reconcile this by mythology, maybe she took after her uncle, and she's got a little bit of storm magic. Rather Maybe. than just I mean, magic. She, sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I was gonna say. I mean, they can change people. I mean, Ursula became, you know, the the woman that was trying to marry Eric, and then at the end, you know, try and just, oh, yep, I can make you have legs, and I mean, that, what does that have to do with the ocean? Like, I can make you have legs and make you a human. Yeah, no problem, Ariel. You know. Yeah, water no. is not like the biggest metamorphosis transformation no. kind of substance. Like, uh. Mm-hmm. No, I can't. I was like trying really hard to come up with a good explanation for him. I'm like, not really. But she's also mostly focused on the, um, on the water aspect of her powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, con- like controlling the lightning with water, that that just doesn't seem. Yeah, I'm like, is it incidental? But like, she did some lightning, so she's got like a little bit. But maybe it's just for flare. Maybe all her lightning stuff is just flare. And if we go to Fathom, Fathoms Below, mm-hmm. they talk about how, I can't remember if this is in this version, the film version or the Broadway version, but one of them talks about how King Triton controls like storms. Yeah. So, I mean, which is actually really weird because storms are above the water surface. Yeah. Like ocean storms are not a thing. Hurricanes and stuff are based on air currents. Yeah, weird. And it blows some of the water around. It's like the moon, you know, like the moon, like controlling the tides. And this is like extreme, you know, extreme tides. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so we think of the ocean as stormy, but really it's stormy above the ocean. Mm -hmm. And so this is weird. I think, I think it's really falling apart, guys. (laughs) It's not holding up for me. (laughs) <laughs> um, I do like that she it's still in this minute I think that she dips the trident into the ocean and like stirs, stirs. it to, to yeah. create yeah. the whirlpool um, I think that's a really nice effect and, and kind of like a lot of fun because and, it, and really it makes witchy you with about, her cauldron yeah and it makes you like things like well I probably did that when I was a kid I'm like stirring my bath water and like look <laughs> I'm creating a whirlpool um, you know pretty much the exact same thing <laughs> obviously right? you obviously have those kind of powers powers yeah and then and then it pulls the boats up and and you know we're moving into the next minute yeah. with the whirlpool um i just wanted to say that they got inspiration for this whole ship and giant ursula and mm-hmm. water scene from watching pinocchio and specifically watching monster of the whale and the oh, and the 
the way the water moves in in those uh, stormy seas as well. So they got inspiration from one of the older, uh, old one of the oldest mm-hmm. uh, Disney films. Getting that that ocean effect and underwater and yeah, and 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 also like the intensity of the sequence because like Monster of the Whale is like that's intense stuff. Yeah. Um. And also these were all a shorter thing than you think from everywhere to those the other thing I was thinking of is that like I wasn't sure at first if it was boats that were you know already on the on the water or if it was all shipwrecked boats that all happened to conveniently be in the same place or very quickly I, got there from across the ocean you know I think well, it's a lot of shipwrecks in that you know this is the Bermuda Triangle I don't know but <laughs> I I like your idea of actually like pulling the the wreckage from elsewhere it yeah. seems like most of it's conveniently like a, there which it's like a, a shipwreck graveyard yeah which right, I right. mean like there are areas like that where it's especially dangerous but I don't see anything for like why this area would be especially dangerous like usually there's particular reefs and then nearby there would be um, an area where there's a lot of wreckage or, you know, there's especially dangerous currents or something. And so I don't see a good, like, cause but for it, there to be a lot of shipwrecks yeah. here, even though it feels like she's just and pulling them that, straight up. It's not that far off the shore because they didn't get that far off the shore for, during the wedding. Yeah, mm. they're, they're not Which too also, far away. Now that we think about it, like, the wedding ship is... It should be fairly down. close by. Like, it's probably like, getting tossed yeah. around. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, so in my head, it always felt like this is the area where Ariel was exploring the wrecked ship because we know that there were several ships in that location, um, when they were getting chased by Glut the Shark and everything. And it doesn't seem like any of these ships are specifically the same ship that she explored. I can't remember if it was you or if it was a different podcast that was mm-hmm. speculating that it could be, but I speculated a ton about it. Um, but now looking at it, it's it, not, it definitely it's... isn't, which is a shame because it's like, Oh, that would have been like a nice connection, but it also maybe would have been like to everything's connected. And she did the stuff at the beginning of the movie and now it comes into play now, but it feels like this is supposed to be the area. Cause there were several wrecked ships at the beginning of the film. So it's like, Oh, and this is the spot where Ariel was awesome. It all makes sense. But then it's like, yeah, but then Eric's not even piloting the exact ship that she was in. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's just the same area. And there's like four or five ships that have been wrecked there over time. Maybe there was a battle there. Ooh. And like several right. ships yeah. went down. I like that. Especially cause it's just off the coast of, oh, of a, Eric's of a ancestors conquering the the shore mm. or defending it. Or defending it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I, I like, like that. That's I like good, that. <laughs> that. That's what happened. We've we've decided. <laughs> this is supposed to be France or I can't remember what country it's kind of supposed to be. It's pretty imprecise. So France is almost as good as specified as or like think that it's Denmark because Denmark, yeah. because that's where the little mermaid but comes nothing, from. Nothing but matches. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's, it seems way too Mediterranean and like Greek in some of the architecture and stuff. But also and, French and, but yeah, like French or Italian, Italian, like Mediterranean coastal, you know, stuff. It's really hard to like try and give it a structure. It doesn't really work. <laughs> um, so France is just about as good as anywhere for it. <laughs> 
Yeah. They want a French chef. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Like definitely French chef. So there's something French. Um, but then it's like, oh, is it in the Caribbean? Because Sebastian has his accent. And like, no, right, yeah. it's definitely not there. <laughs> and Grimsby is like a little bit British. Yeah. So... It just it doesn't seem like it's quite. It's it's very international. It's very metropolitan. <laughs> wherever yeah. they are like it's not one specific place but this is also the disney universe so i guess places can be from anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> right even um, though you meet Belle in france and aurora in france and yeah like you have others that are way more specific and, than this and talk about epcot the world showcase oh, at the parks so that is not Belle what i was in thinking. france and aurora in france oh, yeah. and, and snow white in germany and yeah and so there's other areas that are like much more precise and this one would be I don't know. Like, I guess it's supposed to be kind of Denmark, but like, it feels really Mediterranean. Um, You know, I wouldn't think of this as being too far north because then you're just going to die in the water right away. (laughs) So (laughs) cold up there. Um, So I don't know. Um, Any other specific things to say about this minute? I'm good. Yeah, I think I think I'm good. I think the next minute is fairly similar, so I'm sure I'll think of something. Well, so let's give you a chance before we get into the next minute, yeah. Alice, to talk about your background with the Little Mermaid. You know, what does it mean to you? What it, what are your memories with it? You were excited to join us for discussing yeah, it, so it seems like this movie matters to you at least a little. Yeah, no, I yeah, I mean, I mean, I love the Little Mermaid. I love. The princesses I'm very much as I said earlier in the show I'm very much a romantic and I mean even like seeing this early like, like earlier earlier today and um seeing like when she first laid her eyes on Eric I think I immediately like posted on Facebook oh I wish that someone would you know I, I wish I could look at someone that way I wish you know <laughs> like that's you know I'm very much in like the the, the movie fairy tales um <laughs> that's I've been thinking about it a lot today after watching so um, but yeah, I mean, I still want to be a princess and, <laughs> you know, this, this movie and, and Disney is just very important to me. Did you, did you watch it much as a kid? Did you, you know, come back to it at any point and you're like, oh yeah, this is, this is the stuff or has it just always like sat with you? I think it's probably always sat with me. I mean, I don't know how often I really watched it as a kid. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I. I would assume I watched it more than once. I remember watching <laughs> the second movie um, as well. And I was like, oh, she has this, you know, cute little daughter as well. It was really weird rewatching this today and being like, where's Flounder? Like, Flounder is not anywhere really to be seen in this movie. There are like a lot of things I'm like, I didn't remember this. I remember actually I did. A, um, so I, as I was saying earlier, I, I sing and I'm in a, a choir and we did like a cabaret, and so I got to sing like part of your world, and other people and and us as a as a group got to sing different songs as like a medley, and it was interesting to be like, oh, Fathoms Below is in this movie, or the the chef yeah. song like that was in this movie, and there were so many things where I was like, wow, like I I remember when they gave us Fathoms Below, I was like, okay, you just made up a. You know, it's probably just in the credits. You know, it's probably a credit song. No, it's really here. It's really here. It's a real. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a lot that I was kind of like, oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember how this movie starts. How how brutal the the, the fire was when I mean 
probably yeah, killed so many people and everything. On, on Eric's ship, like probably killed <laughs> everyone on his ship, like. His ship blew you know? up. Like originally, I was like, "Oh, maybe this ship that he's piloting is is his old ship." I'm like, "No, definitely not, because that ship is uh, gone." There's no shipwreck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Eric's probably still pretty attractive, <laughs> pretty attractive <laughs> prince. One of the one of the attractive <laughs> ones for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's very very young though. It's interesting being you know when I was younger than sixteen watching this and being like, you know, this old lady here, you know. <laughs> 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 and are like oh you're such a child right you're such a child i'm 16 dad yeah yeah it's it's definitely different like watching it and thinking about it as an adult if you've mm-hmm. gotten used to it when you were younger right like you think about it when you're younger and you have memories of it and then you like get back to it and you're like oh there's so much i don't like remember like i think you, you would sometimes think it's like yeah i know the little mermaid you know like yeah i saw it I'm good. And then you watch it. And for some reason, you know, like Disney movies and, and like the animated kids movies feel really different for a lot of people as you like get into it as an adult and you like reconsider it and you see all the stuff. It's like, Oh yeah. Like there's entire songs that I don't remember. There's, you know, these sequences I don't recall or these things that I thought were like super prominent are not as present in it. Like, Flounder is not a huge part of the movie, but like you think was, of him. That, that was his, yeah, her best friend Flounder. No, <laughs> Flounder like, did nothing. Yeah. He's just, yeah. he's there a couple times. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, with growing up, Ariel and Belle were my favorite princesses, Belle, then Ariel. And mm-hmm. I watched those two movies a lot, probably like sickened my parents watching it that a lot. And, uh, and then there came a point when like I didn't have access to it. This is before Disney plus and, and streaming and stuff. And so I kind of forgot about it. And then I came back to it uh, sometime later and I was probably in my late teens about to leave for college or, or something or just had left for college. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, Ariel, <laughs> I used to this look up to you, different. but you, 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 you really have no idea. Do, do you, you don't know how the world works. And then, and then we started going through this minute by minute before our daughter, who's now three mm-hmm. was born. And, and we're like, okay, yeah, you're, you're really our child. And then once our daughter and once our children have been born, it's different seeing it now because we're seeing it mostly from, King Triton's perspective. The, yeah, the parenting perspective. But uh, or Grimsby's perspective. But it was right, right, but it was still as as gripping as any like Oscar best picture drama when Triton like ruined all her stuff. Like that broke my heart. It was oh, so, it's so gripping. Intense. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was like, so gripping to see that and I was like, "No, you messed up." Like I mean, that was awful. Like, yeah. don't don't do that. We're we're not that the kind of parents that would ever do something like that. We say that now, but yeah. we don't have a sixteen year old. <laughs> I don't think we would destroy everything they love. I think we might take them away, but not destroy them. I don't know. Who knows? You think you would destroy a whole not, collection? But, but also, that's at least thirteen years away. So, you know, like I could I could become a bad person in thirteen years. I don't think so, love. That's not the way we parent. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're uh, you're right. Like it's still like it's solid film. Like the emotions yeah. still hold up, and you get to these moments, the, the and songs still hold up. The especially songs, the songs Kiss still the hold girl, up. Fantastic, Andrew's favorite. 
I don't know if that's my favorite. You, like, that was the song that you would not let me turn off. Well, it's because we were watching the minutes. I'm sure <laughs> I did the same thing for Under the Sea. It's like, ah, we'll just let it keep playing <laughs> um, every and, time. And, and then it's become so interesting because I heard about this kind of thing, like people not being able to sing Kiss the Girl now in, in choirs because then it becomes like it's not consensual. It's all of the, you know, that, like, mm-hmm. that was kind of a song that I did not expect to kind of go go down that that road Uh, and i feel like that um like approach to it has eased up a little bit i remember that being like a big deal a few years ago and i feel like it it hasn't been brought up as much and I, i think a big part of it is like okay yeah like looking at the tone of the song and everything like yeah there's some weird terminology and everything but also like she is the one who is trying to she, kiss him. And she's, she's leaning she in to. and she's consenting. Like, yeah, she's, she's definitely she's the wanting agent. it. She wants it. Yeah. Uh, but but not no not like, like but like not, she, not in a, like she, she wanted it way. Like in a, she, in a, yeah. like she is actively pursuing and, this this relationship. Yes. Um yeah. and so it's not like desiring it's not aggressive or dominant. Yeah. Um, from one side or the other. It is yeah. like, hey at a certain point in the relationship, this is the dynamic that has to occur. Somebody has to like talk about it or like go for it to a certain degree. And, and Eric is like almost problematically respectful of this, like to the point where it's like, (laughs) man, he's really ruining, like just kiss her. Yeah. It's like, if you just kiss her, then everything's okay. Um, And, and, and so it's like, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic, but I'd say overall, like, as a song, it holds up and they probably wouldn't write it today. No. Um, but I think like as music, it definitely holds up. Oh, the music's incredible. Yeah. Part of your world is one of my absolute favorite songs. Mm-hmm. It's a great And they one. almost cut it. Thank you, oh. Jeffrey Katzenberg. They didn't cut it though. It's okay. <laughs> we got it. Um, he was worried that the kids wouldn't enjoy it enough. It's like, okay, well, this song is like, not for every child, but it's going to yeah. resonate with And it. they showed it to a group of, of children when it was still not colored. Like yeah, it was, it was like, it was, it was just like the pencil drawings and everything. Ugh. And the kids weren't like super into it. It's like that. One child spilled their popcorn and started picking it up. Like, like that is not a great representation. <laughs> Anyways, They're like, no, this has. is important. This is important. And they were right. It is important. All right. Should we wrap it up for today? Probably a good idea. All right. All right. That's all we have for you today, listeners. We're part of Dueling Genre, and you can find us and many other podcasts at DuelingGenre.com. There you can also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all the Dueling Genre productions. We're on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute, on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com, and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels Group. And our guest, uh, Alice, where can, where can our listeners find you? Yeah, um, so I we're currently on hiatus, but I'm on the I'm a panelist on the Now You've Seen It podcast where we talk about kind of classic essential movies. So we have a whole backlog of that. You can find that anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, my my Facebook I still use Facebook is <laughs> Alice Lauren. My Twitter is at Pod Socialite. And my TikTok for all the young young people is at Podcast Socialite. And that's where you can find basically all the other podcasts that I guest on as well. Largely about movies. So be really cool. 
I think you are our first TikTok plug. Yes. Um, yeah, of, the, of the entire like, series. I mean, when we first started recording things, TikTok it was three was, years ago when TikTok really was thing. not a thing. So <laughs> now it is. Some well, people's Insta for me is TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to talking to you more tomorrow. We want to thank Nick English for our cover artwork and Scott Tofty for our theme music. And until next time, listeners, thank you for making us part of your world. <laughs>